0: Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Proud to be here with you every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern time, here on once again, mixlr.com backslash wake up call DT where you're listening, and on Facebook.com where you can watch and listen, Facebook.com backslash live now DT. We're at that part of today's show where Sonny gets to give you a big old I told you so, and I'm very excited about this moment as Syracuse men's basketball goes to Virginia, goes into overtime, and comes out of Virginia with a win in Charlottesville over the reigning national champion and obviously to make uh, the team feel even better this season after they lost a 48-34 to ugly matchup at home to Virginia just a little while ago in the first game of the 2019-20 season. So without further ado, Sonny Spira is here with us, Syracuse Orange men's basketball alum, with a nice I told you so this morning. Sonny, how we doing?
1: <laughs> I'm good, Dan. How you doing
0: today? I'm doing very well. and Sonny, you know you you always believe in this team, and you know you you've you've bled orange all the way through. You and I have had some uh, pretty awesome and in-depth conversations throughout time and in, in in history here over the past few years. and and you really, you know, have seen the silver lining from season to season, no matter what's going on. Bring me into this game and just what was going through your mind.
1: Well, even the most staunch, Syracuse supporter, if you looked at it on paper, you didn't feel good. You're going into the Lions Den really. And you're playing a team that beat you pretty damn handily at your own home floor early in the season. But for me, I look at where were we then, where are we now? And all the other question marks, you know, being, you know, filled in. Like the guys' roles we talked about last time was their roles and their responsibilities. I think they're they're growing into them and guys are stepping up like We know they can. So I think a lot, you know, I mean, it's one win. Yes, it's a huge win for us because we had come off two really crushing, disappointing home defeats over time. Last minute gave a couple games away that we would really love to have back. But we didn't hang our heads and we didn't say like, oh, no, like here's a game where it could have slipped away easily with, you know, Sidibe for fouled out, right? You know, Marek four fouls played the whole four, you know whole second half with them. Uh, Clinton, uh, you know, he had I think four fouls as well. So we were in another situation where it very easily could have just slipped through our hands, and we could have said, "Hey, we gave them a game." You know, there's no there's no sense in hanging your head. There's no shame in losing to this team, 18th ranked team in the country on their floor. No, our our guys said we're going to win this game. And unlike what Dan Dockage was saying as he was calling the game, we were going to win that game because our kids believed they were going to win the game. And so did our coaches. And that's what it took. It took really getting over that mental hump and, and, and then executing. And so, so I say going into the game, yeah, I was optimistic. But if I said to you right now, hey, Syracuse is going to go win in Virginia overtime game and win handily in overtime, nobody would have believed that three days
0: ago well you know and this is the thing we look back at at this game and you know what buddy Bayheim was able to do in the matchup as he missed 10 of his first 11 shots and Jim Bayheim says about his son quote he's one of the best shooters in the country end quote and he and he wanted him to just keep shooting and keep getting after it and you know that's that's been something we've heard from coaches before we've heard from Bayheim before is what do you do what do you tell a player when they're missing shots and in his response and other coaches around the country, if they're a good shooter on the team and they're missing shots, just keep shooting. And after missing 10 of his first 11, he makes this crazy shot to beat the shot clock at one point, and he continues to pour it on later on in the game and has success. What can you say about Buddy Beheim? Because he has been critiqued, he has been beaten down by by quote-unquote fans. I've seen some very terrible things written on social media about him, and then in this game, missing 10 of his first 11, and he just kept after it, kept at it, and hoped for the best, and ultimately it helped out Syracuse to a victory over the reigning national champion.
1: Well, I remember we talked about this. I, I mean, there's probably no player in the country who's under a bigger microscope than Jim Beheim's son, buddy. It just goes with the territory. And he's probably had some of that his whole life. Now it's National. It's no longer regional coverage that people are, you know, wanting to know how he tied his shoes and what he had for breakfast and, you know, and what path he took to his you know psychology course in the afternoon i mean you know etc cetera, etc cetera. i mean it's it's under a tremendous microscope and i the kid is just resilient as all can be and he perseveres and and he and what i really like is he does he believes in himself that's obvious it helps when your dad believes in you too and your coaches believing in you as well but that's only a small component of it. So he believes in himself, and I think his teammates believe in him. So, yeah, if you're if you're a shooter, you know, like my daughter always says, shooters got to shoot. That's your job. And, you know, you miss 10. And Jerry McNamara had this, and I remember Coach talking about that. If he misses his first 10, he believes number 11's going in. Yeah. So if he, misses, if he makes his first 10, he believes 11's going in. There can be no difference in the release of that next shot in your mind shots going in and great shooters have that mentality so i I gotta give him a lot of credit but i think the other components are very difficult very challenging he's a sophomore he's at what 19 maybe 20 and and he's in this fishbowl i mean god bless him he really has handled that very very well And, and i think He's a part of it, but I think you know Joe Girard really is stepping into his comfort zone a little bit more and more. I mean, he's he's letting that ball go in a millisecond. His release is pro release. That ball's out of, in and out of his hands quicker than anybody I've seen in a long time. Reminds me of Steph Curry almost. Now you got. Uh, you know Elijah. Now he's getting loose. All of a sudden, wait a second. We got to pay attention to these other guys. Now Elijah's getting loose. I think the difference in the game to me was we defended inside. Yeah. We made them shoot the shot we wanted them to shoot. We wanted them to shoot that that contested shot in the middle of the lane. That's the lowest percent shot against our zone. So they're taking shots we want them to take. That's beautiful. And then we were able to eventually rebound. It wasn't a lot of times we didn't get clean single rebounds, but we did get some, and then that created, I think we had 13 fast-break points, and you don't get 13 fast-break points against Virginia, but I think the teams that see our weakness, which is defensive rebounding, and and Coach Beheim said this in the press conference perfectly, that maybe they're committing too many guys to the rebound. We get a couple, and then we can get some run-outs, some easier looks. The second thing I noticed, we had 11 assess in the game and we had six in the prior game that's double so we talked about that sharing the ball but getting guys open and and i think offensively we were a little more creative because we're playing the top one of the top defensive teams in the country every single year there's no team
0: that's better defensively prepared than virginia yeah you know and that's the thing speaking here with sonny Spear this morning of syracuse orange men's basketball history You know, Virginia, for all that they do, they're at home. They're the reigning national champion. Tony Bennett's got them ready to play every single game. And at the same time, amidst all of this, they know how to beat Syracuse. Their defense is extremely strong. But Syracuse got the best of them 19 points in the second half in 20 minutes. And in just a few minutes of of overtime, 20 points. They more than eclipsed that in, in a very short amount of time. Just what you could say about, you know, what Syracuse was able to do in that respect. They're up 24 20 at half. They lose the second half 23-19, to and they score 20 points in overtime. In overtime, for those of you playing the home game, just a few minutes. This isn't another 20-minute half. This is, you know, we're looking at five minutes. So, in five minutes, you score 20, and 20 minutes, you score 19. It says a lot about Syracuse and how they were pouring it on, and things were clicking, and just what this team can be when guys are making shots and the defense is there. So, I mean, Sonny, we got to look at as you circle some of these numbers here the 11 assists, I looked at that too. I also looked at the fact that Syracuse got seven steals in the game, but all in that the rebounding was, was. more even and, and they gave up sixteen offensive rebounds to Virginia, but they got eleven themselves. Circling the fact that they scored twenty points in five minutes of overtime is something very special and, and something that, you know, makes you makes you feel like the Syracuse good old days when you look at numbers like that.
1: Well, yeah. I, I think across the board, I think neither team shot the ball particularly well. I think the overall percentage of shooting was in the 20s or 30s. You know, both teams were pretty even, and you looked at those total numbers. The difference was we made – I think we were 40% from three, and they yeah. weren't. They were, you know, 10 or 12% from three. That ended up being a major difference in the game. The steals were kind of even. The assists were, you know, somewhat even. I, I, you know, it's, it's not really a surprise that we played – kind of as well as we did, I think it was, to me, it came down to the mental fortitude and and and, and belief. And uh, Did we believe that we were going to win that game? And that's all, that's all that carried us through. I mean, I was listening to the to the game, unfortunately. I had to listen to it on my headphones. And, you know, oh, Syracuse has this opportunity, and if they don't get some points and make some shots here, they're going to let this slip away. And I was listening to that. And, I, you know, what do you do? I, uh, you shut the sound off if you can. But, <laughs> yeah. You know, you watch the rest of the game. And as long as as our kids aren't believing that, if they're believing in themselves and each other and what the coaches are telling them, they're going to be all right. You know, we got a Hall of Fame coach. He's not new to this environment. We played Virginia, what was it, about three years ago in the the, Elite Eight. And they were up. You know they had never lost a game, being up 15 or 20 at halftime, whatever it was. Malachi Richardson's year, and then we come back, beat them, and we go to the final four. I mean, it's been done before, where we've where we've been in uncharted waters, so to speak, um, and we've come out successful. So you, you, you got to believe. I think is the bottom line. You got to believe, and our kids are maturing you know and our kids are really buying into what they're doing and I, and then the coaches i know are working overtime and i know the extra time and extra effort is going into preparation and as well as development but it really kind of boils down to these guys settling into those roles and we we do i think we'd be nice if we got a little bit more from 6 7 and 8 off the bench and those guys can develop some confidence and, and, and be bigger roles to play bigger roles for us and that will just be another plus. But I like the trajectory the team is on.
0: Yeah, you know, and that's the thing, as this team continues to move forward. Speaking here with Sonny Spear that we have for just a couple more minutes, Syracuse Orange, men's basketball alum as Syracuse takes down Virginia at Virginia in this game sixty three to fifty five in overtime. Syracuse was seeking that quality win. As they continue to move forward, they're nine and seven. They're two and three in the conference. Needed a quality win if they continue to win games and they get to that position where they could be looked at by the committee. They needed to have one of those signature victories. They got one now in this victory over Virginia, who's one of you know. And I think Virginia is ranked pretty low this season at number eighteen going into this game. But the reigning national champion, uh, Beheim, went a little bit deeper to his bench. He let Howard Washington play in the game. He let Jesse Edwards play. Neither one of them attempted a shot, but would you like to see a little bit more of this? I mean, Quincy Garrier has really been the only guy that's not a starter getting some quality minutes. He played almost half the game with 19 minutes. He had one point in the game, two rebounds, both on defense and one turnover. He had four fouls in the game in 19 minutes, so not too much to write home about statistically, but we got to see Edwards. We got to see Washington. Would you like to see a little bit more of this bench I mean we know that Braswell's out we know that carey has been out we also know carey has been in the doghouse before so you know kind of where things stand do you want to see them go past Quincy Guerrier at this point and is it good to see a couple of these guys at least get a few minutes even if they don't attempt a shot oh it's absolutely
1: good you know absolutely and you look on the other side you look at the minutes and the time that Virginia Virginia played I think eight or nine guys and a couple guys were three or four minutes so yeah their main, their main guys are getting 40 41 minutes in an overtime game. And I think our, our, our biggest number was, I think, Elijah had either 45 or 43 minutes and Buddy's at 42, and Joe Girard's in that same area. But, yeah, it's nice to get some relief and some spells. I don't think you can play and win with just six guys. And to get seven and then to get to eight, which I know Coach doesn't like to do, but if we can get that eighth guy in there, and, and, and make them meaningful minutes, although maybe they're not plentiful minutes, but they're meaningful and, and they affect something, you know, affect a rebound, affect a shot, um, create a turnover, find a guy open, set a great screen for a shooter coming off those things. Yeah, they're not going to show up in the box score, you know, unless you're charting deflections or tips or stuff like that. But you get your hand on a pass, you create an opportunity, but you're not someone you know you don't want to be that guy that oh they go right at and they're going to score that's uh that's a liability you don't want to be a liability. you want to be a positive you want to be a productive member and i think we have the guys that can do it i didn't know where jalen's situation was in terms of his injury it'd be great to see him back i mean he's got he's had some great moments for us and i hope that he makes it back fully and that would be another plus i think with quincy you know his his um Quincy it's Quincy correct yeah Quincy area yeah yeah with Quincy with him stepping into that role coach having more confidence so you can hear a coach's voice too with him having more confidence in him I think he plays with a little more confidence I think it's, it's goes two ways that's a big plus and he, he can continue to develop and play more physical and we need it uh and as well as Barama I thought he was the difference to me was he was battling inside and he wasn't making some silly turnovers which have caught him up once or twice when he's gotten the ball he just kind of gave it up on the offensive end i think the defensive end he was much more solid and and a a bigger presence in terms of holding his space and then on offense you know he's continuing to do good things and helping guys, other guys are getting shots at his benefit. And he's also the receiving end of passes from a So that's a nice thing. The ball's moving a little bit better. It's not sticking. It's not a one-on-one, dribble-dribble, drive-shoot.
0: You know, and, and and that's the thing. And, and going back to Jalen Kitry, you know, as I said, you know, being in the doghouse, just not – seemingly in the good graces there of Bayheim as far as getting out there and getting some ample minutes that continues to to fly through here as as you know the notion of I I didn't think he was going to be back in orange this this season after last season really not getting much playing time a minute here a minute there and now, you know the notion that he could be gone—it it makes even more sense when you break it down and look at the reality of the fact that there's Bryson Goodine, who's not getting any minutes right now, as a true freshman. Howard Washington is there. Joe Girard, Buddy Bayheim all in the backcourt trying to find their place there. Elijah can bring up the ball if he needs to as well. So the 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 thought that there is even a place for Jalen Carey. It's few and far between, and I would imagine he's not going to be there. He's not in the locker room at the end of games. He's not really talking to anybody. He was like that. Last season, he would try and, and get out when he could. I did get some time to speak with him. I appreciate him. I think we have mutual respect, and I want the best for him. But I thought his time in Syracuse was was numbered last year. I think it's definitely going to be numbered this year. But Howard Washington needs to get some quality minutes in this. I'd like to see him get more involved. I think he could be an asset to Syracuse, even just as a pure passer, if Bayheim will give him the chance. And, and really quick here, Sonny, two points before I let you go in the backcourt. Uh, number one I'll ask you this a buddy Beheim's trick shot yet another shot that Syracuse makes and uh, and these shots on the road it seemed to happen every season or every other season that there's some type of crazy shot that goes up so what did you think about that one because buddy launched one to beat the game clock or the shot clock and that one went down and then the second part of it Howard Washington the conundrum of this should he have more time is it time for for beheim to maybe let him make a few mistakes and get him out there
1: well, that I can't answer the second question. Uh, is it time for coach to let him make mistakes? That's a, I can't answer that question. I think it would be great to see a kid blossom and as far as as far as playing time and confidence, etc. We've seen kids flounder. I've played with guys that have flounder. Uh, I've been in that situation personally myself, and it's just a hard, hard. Uh, rabbit hole to get out of yeah and uh it's it's a double-edged sword you don't have confidence therefore coach doesn't have confidence coach doesn't have confidence therefore you don't have confidence it's chicken and the egg for some people Uh, the bottom line is you, you know how to play the game and you need that you need that inner that inner man telling you hey step up and play and it's hard it's hard because and nowadays it's probably 10 times worse because you got social media, you got Twitter, you got Instagram, you got Snapchat, you got everything where people are probably, oh yeah, yeah, look at him. He's just sitting on the bench. He's getting splinters. He's doing whatever, whatever all that nonsense. And and if you you can't not let that affect you a little bit, but you really got to contain it. You got to do something to contain it or minimize it and keep it out of your mainstream consciousness. Because if you start believing for one second any of that, then when you take that eleventh shot like I talk about, you're gonna hesitate. Or you're gonna think, Oh, probably not gonna go in. Or you're not gonna picture the ball going in. The moment you do that, you let them win and you lose. And so do so does Syracuse. So you've got to believe you know, you've got to believe it inside. And then you just got to go out and execute but it. But it's a it's a hard it's a hard road. So to answer that question with with Howard, I would love to see a kid play more. Uh, I I feel for what all the kids been through with injuries and health and everything else. I hope he 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 continues his road to get better. Now your first question remind me again what your first
0: question was. That the every single season pretty much or every other season we get to see uh, some type of a crazy offensive play. By Syracuse in this one, it was Buddy Bayheim's shot to beat the clock.
1: Well, I think with that, you know, he had to put it up. The, the clock was winding down. Now, make or miss, I don't think it changed the game. I think it changed the attitude of the guys. I think it was an absolute crushing, defeating moment for Virginia. I was shocked at the, the Virginia's lack of urgency. You know, I, I really was, and I'm listening to Doc. They just need a basket. They don't need a, a. They don't need to chuck it up. They need some points, okay? You know, Captain obvious. Yeah, they need some points, right? But they needed to get it going. Like they almost walked the ball up. There was no sense of urgency. Like they they weren't able to turn it on, and maybe they were just surprised or shocked at the way we played. And kudos to our kids. But I I was surprised that Virginia's response to our runs especially in overtime was almost they slowed it down almost even more and i I just was kind of surprised i like the fact that our team can play slow and deliberate and they can play up tempo and they can run and get out and play old-fashioned syracuse running gun get up and down the floor basketball it's nice to be able to do both virginia struggles when they have to get up and down quick and it was nice to be in that position at the end of the game. But as far as the crazy shot, yeah, I mean, it went in. It didn't go in. It wasn't a make or break. It wasn't like the shot that Tyler Ennis hit a pit at the end of the game to win the game. I mean, it wasn't the same shot, although it was a little crazy and it was on the road. That said, nice to make that shot and put the dagger in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And. With Syracuse getting this victory, they move to 9-7. and seven. They're one closer to getting a double-digit of victories this season as Syracuse will have the opportunity to play against Boston College at home on January 15th at 6.30 p.m. Eastern time, and then they'll be on the road for a couple after that. Sunny as always, I appreciate it. Some positive news today, and I'm sure it feels very good for you to tell all of the so-called fans that were cheering and they're wearing orange today, that weren't wearing orange going into the game this weekend. Sonny Spira, always bleeding orange, always wearing orange, and good for you to be able to come on the show this morning. And I wanted to make sure we did it at the beginning of the week. That nice little "I told you so" couldn't wait, Sonny. So I want to make sure we got you here. Well, I appreciate it. I'm not gonna. You didn't hear me say "I told you so." <laughs> well, I was. I was glad to hear
1: you say it. But yeah, yeah you, either you're a fan and you believe, or you don't. And I think you got to look at where we were what we're working on and where we're getting to. Are we there? Yeah, of course not. But are we showing massive improvement? Hell yeah. Yeah. So that's that's what we want to see. And I think we're on a good
0: trajectory. So I'm pretty pleased. Good stuff coming from Syracuse. And hopefully this is a potential turning point for the team. Sonny, as always, I appreciate it. I look forward to talking with you soon. Same. Thanks, Dan. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. That coming from Sonny Spear. uh, One more time on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. Making it happen. Making it happen as Syracuse gets a victory over Virginia on the road. And let me be clear, okay? I, I said I believe this team will win 13 to 15 games the way that they were playing before this Virginia game. And there's a lot to be seen about this. This I, this is a game that where it's every squirrel could get a nut at some point, right? as opposed to the team is making a turning point. And what I mean by that is this could be a fluke game, you know, or not a fluke game, but what people look at like a fluke game. When Syracuse football defeated Clemson and then went 4-8 on the season, it was like, oh, this is a great moment, but you still didn't do anything with your season. You don't want this to be Syracuse basketball this season. You don't want this to be a great moment that gets lost in the fact that Syracuse just doesn't get it done, and they lose to the Clemsons and the Pittsburghs and the Notre Dames and the Virginia Techs and so on and so forth. So this is a defining moment for Syracuse basketball. I have stated that I have seen a team that hasn't closed out games. I've seen a team that's lacked leadership. I've seen a team that I thought would get 13 to 15 wins this season. But in the last couple games, I've gone into locker room, and I've seen a frustrated team. I've seen a team that has that, that doesn't have anxiety. They have anger. They have desire. They have want to make it better. They're frustrated. Joe Girard saying, we got to do what we got to do to make sure this never happens again. Leadership. Quincy Garrier talking about how he was looking to leaders and there weren't consistent leaders on the team in the beginning of the season. Now he's talking about himself being a leader. So he goes from saying, we have some leaders, but they don't consistently lead necessarily. And now it's, I'm trying to be a leader. Then he brings up Elijah Hughes again. Hughes is frustrated. He knows that they need to do better. Gerard knows that they need to do better. This team started to shift. from See, last season in the locker room, I didn't see any leadership. Last season in the locker room, there was no collective nucleus. There was there, there was no nucleus. There was no collective mind. There was no collective heart. And every time somebody asked me about it, I gave them the same response because the response didn't change. Going into that locker room, I had never seen a team more ju- disjointed in all the years that I've covered Syracuse basketball, which has been for 17-plus because I've covered them from the moment I started doing anything uh, sports broadcasting related or writing. So in almost 20 years, I had never seen a team more disjointed than the team I saw last year. And that's not a knock on the talent of the team. That's not a knock on the fact that there are, you know, good guys out there that were working hard on the team. They just weren't together. And this year I didn't necessarily see them. I said, I said, not again. I didn't see them together in the locker room this year, and I thought to myself, not again, but there was a different feel, there was a different vibe, and now I'm starting to see that come through. I I could feel in the air that it wasn't as bad as it was last year. It was tangible that things weren't as bad as they were last year, and then I started to see this team get frustrated, and I started to listen to them, and I'm big on aura. I'm big about the energy you put out there, and you can say whatever you want about it because look at the stats, Dan, but tell me when I'm wrong. When I sense a locker room, when I sense the aura of a locker room, tell me when I've been wrong. Nine times out of ten, I know that locker room. And when I know that locker room, I can see, is a team trending up or are they trending down? This team was trending up after they lost to Notre Dame, after they lost to Virginia Tech. So am I surprised that they beat Virginia? Yes, I am. But did I see that this team was getting better? I did. Do I think that this team is still in danger of not winning that many games? I do. But do I think that this could be a crucial turning point that could change things around? It is. So if you go back to listen to any shows and try to pick apart my words, understand that I was constructive criticizing this team on the court, but off the court, I told you they were getting closer. I told you they were getting better. I told you that I felt something there. I told you that the frustration was good to see. There was something about it. And maybe what I was seeing is what came to fruition against Virginia. I hope it was. And I hope that this team continues to improve and do well. Because it has been hard. And the fans say, oh, it's been hard to watch him. It's been hard for these players more than anybody else because they're the ones you're talking about on social media 24 7. And please understand that these guys are trying. There are moments where it looks like, where's the energy? Where's the teamwork? But they came together against Virginia. That was a sign of hopefully what I was seeing in the locker room. Now, After I saw that frustration in the locker room, after I saw that leadership start to come up, after I saw that we're not going to let this happen again, and then they beat Virginia, now it has to be consistent for it to be real. Justin said to me, you touched on it Friday, Dan, with the feeling in the locker room. This team is starting to grow up before us, and hopefully with that, we'll see some more consistency. My point exactly. Thank you, Justin. Allen said Washington, Howard Washington, needs minutes. He knows how to get the ball to people in position. Said the same thing. So I'm with you, Alan, on that. Absolutely. There's a lot to be had out there with the Syracuse Orange men's basketball team. They got a key victory, their first quality win of the season, the first win that would make the committee take a step back and go, not too shabby. So now they have to be consistent. They cannot let – you can't let a loss beat you twice, and you can't let a win put you in la-la land where you're not ready to win another game.